They're never gonna stop the sale of cigarettes. They're not gonna stop selling pizzas and burgers and all. The only thing that we can do is follow God's path and say, no, I'm not going that route. No, I'm not going that route. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for your health. Usually in our podcast, we have certain subject matters that we discuss and we talk about, but sometimes certain things happen here at the studio where we kind of do things where I start to get on a roll and I start ranting and talking about issues that affect the American people, uh, mostly from a health you know, standpoint, is, uh, which is really more of my concern as a physician. So what we've done is, you know, here I am ranting and not even thinking about it, but my crew will take this and actually record it. And so what you're about to see is one of those times where I just kind of went on a roll and started talking and my production manager decided to turn it into a podcast. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is just off the cuff, straight Dr. Sal going off and just talking straight from his heart and from his will too as well. So enjoy the program and have a great day and God bless. Because I want to talk about um, the hormone changes that take place when you get obese and you know, so what's happening here is, is we talk about genetics, but we're actually modifying our genetics by the foods that we eat, which then make us obese. Then when we get obese, it throws our hormone balance completely off because now we're secreting hormones and some of the hormones we're not even reacting to anymore. So we're, we're literally changing our whole body physiology, right. you know, and this is why I keep saying is that you know, this is all man-made. I mean, you heard today's podcast, right? 85,000 chemicals. We didn't have that in 1850. We didn't even have that in 1900, you know? And then when we started realizing that we were putting formaldehyde as a, as a pr food preservative and found out that it was causing stomach cancer, you know that in 1890, the number one ca uh, cancer in America was stomach cancer? And that was from the formaldehyde. We were putting formaldehyde in stuff like milk and in food, but it was causing cancer. And the government says, okay, we gotta stop this. Now this is before the FDA. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're messing around with God's world, you know, mother nature. God created it to be a certain way. Um, he wanted us to develop scientific uh, techniques to study God in nature and try to helpfully help ourselves and improve the quality of life for man. But like I was telling Zach when we were coming back from lunch, somehow, you know, Satan comes in there and starts playing with people and it's all about money and, you know, oh, we can do genetically modified, like Monsanto's, like he was saying, you know, if some of the seeds, you know, do you know that you cannot even collect the seeds from the fruits and vegetables and reuse them? You got to actually discard them and buy a new batch of seeds for your farm for the following year. That's how Monsanto's keeps this thing going, you know? And so 
But if those seeds fall into somebody else's property and they find out that, well, those trees are the ones that we created. You didn't buy the rights or you didn't buy them from us. Now we're going to sue you and get the money. Come on, this is crazy, man. So it, it, you, it becomes a money issue. It becomes a power thing. It, it's really a shame that it's the way it's going that way. But the only way to avoid it's like, look, you're, you're never going to stop the sales of um, cigarette smoking or cigarettes. Okay. What I found out is that Philip Morris is 51% owned by the crown of England. So your tobacco company, the largest tobacco company is actually majority shareholder is the crown and it used to be the queen, but now it's King Charles. It's owned by the Royal family. They're never going to stop the sale of cigarettes. They're not going to stop selling pizzas and burgers and all. The only thing that we can do is follow God's path and say, no, I'm not going that route. No, I'm not going that route. You know what I mean? You're living in this, you're living in the city of Gomorrah, right? And you just can't participate in what these people are doing. And that, that's my approach It's like, look, you just got to develop the discipline inside with God and say, look, I, I can't do that, man, because that's the forbidden fruit and I'm not going to mess it up for my garden. Right, Zach? Doggone right. And you know, what we were talking about earlier, like, oh, you got to accept this, and you were saying it's hypocritical. It's, it's the Fabian approach. I mean, our society is breaking down into this stuff that we've seen in the Old Testament, like you were saying earlier. And somehow, I was talking to my cousin about that, and, you know, I was telling Zach, like, I'm the type of guy, I'll go beat these people up and get rid of them. Okay, replace them. I, I know it's not the right. My cousin said, no, that's the old way. You got to be smarter than that. We got to start putting in politicians that are going to say, look, guys, we got to do this the right way, you know. And my cousin, who used to work for Fecano in Wayne County, I said, I said, Gina, I said, you know, that guy is corrupt. You know, this is during the Kwame Kilpatrick thing. Well, Fakano was just as corrupt, and he got away with this stuff. I said, Gina, your worker says, you think that I can go in there with a corruption being that thick that I'm going to change it? It's going to take a team. When Kevin Orr stepped into the city of Detroit, right, he was given carte blanche. Nobody could challenge him, and what he said went. And, of course, he was an honest, just man. Did you guys ever, you guys ever see Kevin Orr on TV? I mean, a complete gentleman, complete gentleman, well-educated. And he took control of that city, and he said he started cleaning up, and nobody could touch him, you know. But the guy did it the right way. And, and what happens, and what my belief is, is that unless that actually starts happening, the only way it's going to correct itself is if the empire collapses. You know what I mean? It literally falls apart. Um, could another country now become the new world currency reserve? Could another country now basically control the way we do things in this country? You know what I'm saying? And you know, the whole thing with that is, is that I got a friend of mine from the gym. He's 66 years old and goes to Korea. And he says, these guys, we better wake up because the Chinese are going into South America. You know, they already got Africa. Now they're just trying to get into South America. Because, like you were saying, BRICS, they're getting Brazil, 
They, they went into Venezuela when it collapsed and they started taking all their gold. You know, Argentina, I mean, if it falls into their hands, we're, you know, we're talking about a country that's a government that doesn't believe in God. So, I, you know, like my cousin said, you know, he said, we got to just get politics. But it's like sometimes you got to replace the, half the government and put some decent, respectable people in there and say, listen, we've got to do things, which, you know, do things that are right for the people, not because the FDA makes 15 plus billion dollars a month for the government. And these guys, you know, what ends up happening, like I said, Peter Hutt, he probably was making $100,000 working for the FDA. But when he retired from the FDA and became an attorney, because he is an attorney, and worked for the Covington uh, law firm in, in Washington, within a year he became Washington's top 40 attorneys. Why? Because now these pharmaceutical companies and chemical companies and farming companies like Monsanto's were going up to him and saying, look, can you... Can you fix all this research for me so that, you know, I, I, when I submit it to the FDA, it'll be easily, you know, of course, you, you submit all this research with a billion dollar check. It used to be 800 million in 2003 when I used to lecture with them. Now it's a billion dollars for them to process that. So he would go in there and check everything because he was still in with the FDA and knew how, he want, how they wanted things done. Well, now you could charge $3,000 an hour. Not 300, 3,000, because these companies have the capacity to pay that. I mean, can you imagine working five hours a day and making $15,000 a day? You multiply that at the end of the week, you'll see that in a couple of years, how many millions you're gonna be making, you know, because you were once working for them and now, and that's what these government officials do. Then they retire from government, they go work for these big corporations for millions, anyways. That's, that's, not, that's not what the Founding Fathers wanted. And as much as they wanted to separate church from state, they believed that, because America at that time, and I learned this a long time ago, you know, the only book that most families had in their household was the Bible. People were much more morally, um, I would say, in tuned. And even if you were an owner of a small company, you always felt responsible for your employees. You know, it wasn't until the robber barons like the Carnegie's, the JP Morgan's, the Rockefeller's came in and they didn't care, man, because they were building industry and they were making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, which back then, you know, turned them into billionaires. And they, you know, but we had a way of working things out and some people got hurt, but a lot of, you know, they built this nation one way or another. It's just, um, you know, just being right and just for everybody. That's all.